because those disciplines that you apply to your life, to your health, they also transfer into the disciplines that are required to create success in your business and in your relationships and in everything else in your life. Discipline creates freedom. And freedom is what we're all after. It takes energy. It takes courage. It takes commitment. A hunger to live life at another level. A life of true fulfillment. Welcome to the Extraordinary Living Podcast, where Jackie Senatori interviews leading experts from around the world, extracting their wisdom, giving you the tools, tips, and tricks on how to go from ordinary to extraordinary. Get ready to start living a healthier and more empowered life. Here she is, your host, Jackie Senatori. Making the decisions that define your life, the two core principles for radical success and fulfillment. Arvin Anderson specializes in helping conscious coaches hit their first 10K month in their business by leveraging Facebook groups to sell high-ticket experiences. He was formerly the director of coaching for Tony Robbins Mastermind Company, in which he facilitated trainings for thousands of clients and ran a $6 million coaching program. He's an entrepreneur at heart. He followed the principles he'll share here today that led him to his most successful venture yet. Let's welcome him to the show. Hi, Arvin. Hey, Jackie. It's been a while in the making. I'm so glad to have you here today. I know. It's only took us a year to get this thing going. We were talking before the show and it's just like trusting the perfect timing for this to happen because so much has happened since we originally were going to do this with you and you stepped into a whole new adventure with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. How was that experience? Let's talk about that. Oh, man. I've never achieved such radical growth in my life in such a short amount of time than I did being in that container, for sure. It was an exhilarating experience. So much fun. The reason I wanted to have you on the show is because you are literally like the action man. If there's anybody that I've ever worked with, even like people like Tony Robbins that has these programs and wants you to take action, you're the person that will actually make you take action not only take action, but take action in the next like 20 minutes. <laughs> it is one of my superpowers. <laughs> it is like no other. So for anyone listening that wants to kind of break through those barriers and take action like today, you're going to want to listen to this episode because he is the man that gets you there. So let's jump right in. I just wanted to get just a little bit of like your background of like where you're from and how did you become a coach and what led you to get to the place where you were working with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi? Wow, what a journey. I think coaching has always been part of my nature. I've kind of always um, been very eager to put myself in leadership positions. Uh, I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. And when I grew up in Alaska, my, my core focus in athletics was wrestling. So I wrestled all through my, my youth, all the way through high school. And the year after I graduated, I went back to that high school and I was one of the assistant wrestling coaches. And that was my first experience as a coach. And I just remember that in those moments, I just found so much more joy in coaching those athletes to success than I ever found in my own personal success. I just absolutely loved it when you just be a part of the process of, of getting somebody to believe in themselves a little bit more than they were able to on their own. And then they go out there and they do something that they just felt was impossible in that moment. And to be able to be, able to be, be a part of that experience, it just... I've just never felt so much just pure joy and just so uplifted and being part of an experience with somebody that I did in those moments. And then moving forward from there, it's just I always found opportunities to, to be in those type of scenarios. And then spending a decade out there just in entrepreneurship, I went in the corporate world for a while. And then um, 
eventually found myself in the CrossFit world where I spent seven years in that arena, opened my own CrossFit gym, coached thousands of athletes in that, in that space. And I just absolutely fell in love with, with just the art of coaching, the process of, of physical development, which really translated into mindset, as we all know. Like it was never really about the workout or the food or, or any of that thing. It always came down to what's happening inside of that person's head. And if we can, if I can help them reframe some of those things, that's what's going to enable them to buy into the process, to love the process and really start creating results. And then as I, as I kind of matured in that space, honestly just got tired of having the conversation around fitness and, and food and health. And I wanted to be a part of a, just a, a bigger, more impactful conversation. And so I, then I dove back into personal and professional development, which kind of led me on this whirlwind of, of massive change and momentum and, and just exhilarating experiences. And you went on your own journey too, after that CrossFit experience of going through that transformation, you traveled the world for a bit on your own and what was that like? How did that play into Ooh. who you've become as a coach? Yeah. So we talk about making big decisions in our lives, right? So when I was, uh, when I owned that CrossFit gym, I owned it for seven years. But the last two years I owned it, I, I knew that it didn't really light me up like it used to. And the more I focused on it, the more just disconnected I started to feel from it. But I didn't know what I could do with the skill set. You know, at the time I was like, you know, I spent all this time and energy like developing myself in this space and creating this identity around myself as a coach. I didn't even know like the world of, of personal development coaching and, and entrepreneurship coaching, like all of that. I didn't even know it, it existed to that extent. And fortunately enough, you know, when you, when you ask yourself the right questions, well, things begin to manifest in front of you. And it was just like asking myself, like, what can I do with the skill set? Like, where can I take this? And I remember sitting there, it was a Friday night, and I was laying on my couch, laying on my back with my phone above my face, and I was scrolling through Amazon book titles, trying to find answers, right? Like, I know the answer's out there. And then this book just comes across called The Prosperous Coach. And I remember I just stopped on it, I'm like, huh, like, just caught my attention. So I downloaded it, and I started listening to it, and it was just one of those books where it's just like, it feels like it was written just for you, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I'm going through. This is exactly what I'm feeling and thinking. And then it just started going into what's possible, like where you can do what you can do with coaching. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it was such a, an incredible feeling because it just created this whole world of possibility for me. And then as I started to see what was possible, I started to take some steps in that direction. But in order for me to go fully all in into that venture, I had to let go of the CrossFit gym and I didn't know how to do that. Right. And so I spent the next year like just so disconnected, right? Like wanting to step all the way into this arena, but just not having the the courage to let go of what I knew was holding me back. And then I joined a, a mastermind. I joined right. a mastermind with uh, Chris and Lori Harder and put myself into a room with some like-minded entrepreneurs. And in that first meetup that we had, I mean, it was, man, what an extraordinary experience it was. So many levels. It changed my life being part of that group. But one significant thing that happened in there was being in the conversation of, you know, what's the one thing in your life that's draining you of energy, right? That's really holding you down right now, holding you back. And it was just like instantly, it was like my gym. And they're like, well, what's stopping you from letting it go? And it just created that space for me to like really just speak out loud what I was afraid of and what was happening. And then being in this container of, of other people that 
just knew what I was going through and were so supportive and helping me like really just get crystal clear of what I needed to do. And I came out of that thing. And then within the next week, I announced to my memberships that I was closing the gym. And then this whole just like momentum started happening, right? I, I made the decision to close in the next 45 days. And I sat there thinking, well, I've lived in Las Vegas for 15 years. Like, I don't even like it here, right? Like the only reason I'm here is because of this gym. So if I'm closing a gym, why am I, what am I going to do? Like, I don't want to stay here. So I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to leave. So then I just sold my house and I sold and I'm like, well, I started looking at what other people were doing out there in the space. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go straight. No, man, I'm going to get rid of everything I own. And so I just started just getting everything out of my life. And it was such a, this, this crazy emotional experience. I was, I was so shocked how emotional it was to just get rid of everything I owned. And, but the more I did it, the more separation I started to feel and the more freedom I started to feel in my life. And I did it. I got everything out of my life, sold everything, got everything down to a backpack and a carry-on. And then that's when I took off. I just, I mean, where does everybody go when they want to restart their life? Two places. First, I went to Australia and to date with Destiny with Tony Robbins. And then I went to Bali. Bali, you said, was one of your favorites, right? Oh, my gosh. Bali is like a fantasy world. Mm. I remember getting there in, in that first week. You know, you're just getting acclimated to this new culture and this new environment. And and everybody there is very friendly. So, you know, you go to coffee shops or there's a, like a world renowned CrossFit gym there. And I went there and started talking to people and like so many people have been there for like months, right? Like six months, nine months. I've been there for a year and a half. I'm like, how could you stay here for that long? You know? And then by the, I was there for a month. And by the end of the month, it was just like, I could stay here for the next five years. No problem. You know, like it's like the way of life there is so peaceful and fulfilling. And it's just a very happy and healthy culture over there. And it was just, I just absolutely loved it. Quality of life with such minimal, minimal things that we're so used to. It was just, I, I could see how people get lost there right. for, for just however just, long they want to. Just enjoying that time in between. Cause it sounds like it just went from like shredding to having faith in like what was next and talk about like uncertainty. And you for me are, is, is like the, the master at being comfortable with being uncomfortable and being comfortable with uncertainty. It's like mm. a lot of people listening or people that we we know of that just need to shred everything like you did and start over. It's like the fear of being in that place in between is okay. too scary that it's more safe in a way to stay with what we know we don't like or what we've outgrown as it sounds like you did than to go into that space in the middle before what's next showed up for you. Yeah. It's so you, funny you say that, Jackie. I literally in my journal this morning wrote out that, you know, over the course of the next 12 months that I got to focus on finding radical uncertainty in my personal life while finding certainty in my professional life. Because I, I do, I'm, I find myself getting into a, a routine right now that's keeping me a little complacent. And mm-hmm. I know in order to achieve growth, I got to get into uncertainty. But if I'm not intentional about like almost forcing myself into those environments, I'll just continue to find excuses to keep myself comfortable. And so I'm recognizing that in my life right now is just like, all right, I'm getting comfortable again and I don't want to be comfortable. I want to continue growing. So I have to seek out those opportunities for uncertainty. That's so great to hear you say that because that is exactly the answer of growth and living like an, what we call like an energy rich life. 
Everybody wants to say, well, I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable financially or I want to be comfortable. And now just to hear you talk and say, you know, I'm getting comfortable. That's that's the enemy of growth. So what's next? Where can I be uncomfortable? How do you deal with, how do you do that? I guess is going to be my question of not getting okay, not getting comfortable with being comfortable. What makes you different in wanting to be uncomfortable, wanting to go towards that uncertainty? Like, how do you handle it? What is your why, I guess, for what makes you want to do that? Mm. You know, that's my, my why really is like when I, when I heard this said to me from somebody else, I think I heard it from Ed Milet, and I've heard it from somebody else as well say this kind of exact thing. But when it was framed to me, I resonated with it so much. And it really comes down to, you know, at the end of my life, like, I don't want to look back on it with regret. You know, I don't want to look back on it and, and see all these opportunities I had to really live an extraordinary life and chose not to out of convenience. Right. And I really pride myself. I pride myself on doing what most people won't. It drives me. It's one of my internal like mantras, right? Like when things are getting really hard, like I tell myself, like, this is where everybody else quits. And this is where we keep going. Like, come on, like, let's keep going. Come on, push yourself further, faster, like whatever it takes, whatever it takes. It's, I, I love that. I, I love just putting myself into places where it's extreme, extremely uncomfortable because I've put in the work to reframe those experiences to what they really are, which is whenever I'm feeling that, that degree of uncomfortability, I know that, that what's on the other side of that is going to be this extraordinary experience. And, and that's what I'm seeking. And so when those moments show up, you know, yeah, like the fear and the hesitation and the resistance shows up with it. But it's just being able to kind of dance with that and realize like, hey, this is all part of the process, right? Like I'm never going to up level without having to go through this. And this every level is going to require its own version of this experience, this like internal conflict. And it's just the more I, the more it shows up in my life, the more I push through it, it doesn't decrease the intensity of the resistance for me, but it does increase the speed in which I maneuver through it. Mm. It's so great. It's one of my favorite traits about you and, and one of the most unique things I think about you and that I know I don't know anybody else that has that muscle worked out to the extent that you do. It's so easy to talk about it and it's almost so energizing when I hear you talk about it. And then when it comes to your own life, it's sort of like that, ah, like that freak out. We know what road and direction we have to go in. It's like what you said. It's like that moment of, are you going to back down from this fear and stay comfortable or are you going to break through it? and I don't know if it comes to your from your past experiences of having had done it over and over. Maybe that you have that certainty that going through that in between phase, you know you're going to come out at the next version of yourself. I have more certainty in that now than I ever had because of previous experiences and and because of just like repeating that thought. You know, like it's part of this, the main part of this whole process is really choosing the thoughts that you want to think about yourself and your experiences. And I'm very intentional about that. I mean, I get self-defeating thoughts. I get insecurity. I get unworthiness show up all the time. But when those moments show up, I, I, I don't entertain those thoughts. I catch them and I reframe them. And I choose what I want to believe about myself and around the situation. And I trust, like, I, I trust that, you know, I'm intentional about where I'm going. And I trust it's all going to work out in a way that, that makes me feel extraordinary. And it may not show up in the way that I think it's going to, but if I look around at what's happening, it's providing the experience of which I want. I love that. 
you get intentional about where you're going. What does that look like for someone that wants to be intentional of where they're going? So you know your life might not be exactly or it's kind of comfortable or you want to change or you're desiring what you're talking about to go live that extraordinary life. How do you get intentional that way you're not just kind of shredding the old with no direction in front of you? Is direction and intention important, do you think, in that process? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you don't know where you're going, you're just kind of wandering around. Some How do you things get- may happen, some may not. How do you get clear on it for people listening that might not know? You know, there's a lot of people that I coach or a lot of people that are just like, well, I know this isn't working and I don't want what has been or maybe it's a business or relationship or something. How would, what would be your steps that you would coach someone to find what it is, their, what they want, their next direction? You know, it's one of those things that there's no secret sauce to it, right? It's just like in the health and fitness arena. It's like, well, how do I, how do I get fit? Well, you work out and you eat right. You know, I mean, it's, it's the two principles, right? You do those things and it will happen. If you want to know where you're going, then sit down and, and write it out. Ask yourself some questions. Look at the areas of your life. Look at your health, your wealth, your relationships, your, your social activity, your spirituality. Like if, if you were living an ideal life, what would those five areas look like for you? And get specific with detail, right? It's not just about the way that you feel. That's a big part of it, right? Like everything that we want in life, we want because we think we're going to feel better when we get it. So the real, the real art here is how do I get myself to feel that way now so that I elevate my vibration and my frequency to be aligned with the things that I want in life? Talk about journaling this morning. That's exactly what my journal part exercise was this morning. It's, you know, getting into the next version of yourself. What does that person feel like? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they get up in the morning? What's their rituals? And really just embodying that. Mm-hmm. And then the rest just kind of shows up of the blocks of like how to get you there. From coaching all the people in the last, I think you worked with them for six months or so, a year. How long were you with Tony and Dean? I was with them for about seven months. But man, I tell you, it felt like, felt like five years in there and like the best kind of way, right? right? Like it was just felt like we did so much, like so fast. There was just so much happening. It just like, I, we did all that in just six months. That's insane. It's amazing. It's, a, it's like a fast train, right? Fast train. Oh, yeah. Fast train of transformation. What did you notice were like were people's biggest blocks, like getting to see thousands and thousands of people when people have this map that you talked about, they sit down, they get their intention of where they want to go in each area of their life. What do you, what did you see as like a commonality of where people get stuck? It's the number one fear that holds everybody back is the fear of other people's opinions. They're so afraid of judgment. They're so, they're so afraid that it's, they're not going to be good enough right? It's like, I really want to do this. It's like, all right, well, let's get you some clients. Let's create this program. And then it's just like fear. Oh, but what if, what if I go in there? It's not any good. Like, what if, what if I don't create the transformations? What if I don't, you know, and they just, all of these, what ifs, what if all of these things happen? And then that's just becomes the art of being able to reframe your thought. That's really about where we focus. What if it doesn't work out? What if it does? What if they don't like me? What if they love you? What if I don't create the transformation? What if you change their lives forever? So where do we want to focus our energy? And it's just in those moments, having, like, having the courage to step forward and take that action because another part of that is the moment you do, your whole life changes. Right. Even though we say we want this change in our life, we're still terrified of it. We're terrified of the uncertainty. It's like, what's the drawback if you don't do it? Yeah. You know, of listing that. It just, I had this little image of like, you know, those two little like angel devil on your shoulder. And it's just like, what if I can't? What if you can? <laughs> it's like, yep. I'm going to remember that one of being, of, of countering thoughts. What do you do when you get 
in that. I you had a Facebook video um, a few days ago, I think now of going back and doing these live videos and you're like, you know, I'm feeling it and I'm pushing through it and nervous and you know, you just did it. And it just, as the days go by, you just get more comfortable and easier, right? It's just about that first, those first few. Absolutely. For everyone the expectations, right? It's just like one of the things that we work, you know, I work with people on it is getting on video and doing lives and, and like, you know, start doing live interactions with people, doing live coaching with people. And it's scary and, and they've never done it before. So one of the questions I, I ask them is well, how, how good are you expecting this to be? Because guess what? It's probably not going to be any good. You've never done it before. So we just have to be okay with it just being subpar in the beginning and just working through the repetitions. And so we start to really get good at it and knowing that, yeah, you may lose some people in the beginning, but if we have an abundant mindset about the growth in which we're creating, more and more people are going to come into our vibration. They're going to get aligned to that frequency as we start to elevate ourselves through the repetition of the skills we need to develop and the mentality in which we must have as the leader in which we say we're going to be in our space. It is. So busting through that number one fear that you just said of people caring what other people think is just repetition and doing it and kind of being the mess before the master and just going there and kind of falling on your face. And also like having a coach like you probably along the journey, I think is probably really important too, of not just doing it and, and having someone champion. You had me making a video within like an hour after talking to you. You're like, when are you creating, <laughs> when are you creating your first video? How about in 20 minutes and you send it to me in an hour? So. <laughs> there's no working with you honestly there's no working with you and not creating like massive change within you know an hour the same day you don't even <laughs> you don't give leeway for like nope let's do it right now do you have any like habits yourself do you have any rituals that keep you in that energized and inspired mindset yeah i'm choosing the mindset that i want to be in and one of the questions i ask myself and I, and I, I tell everybody to ask themselves this is as we begin our day and as we're being intentional about what it is we're going to achieve that day and the goals in which we're working towards, it's, am I in the right state to support the result that I'm after? Mm. And if I'm not in that state, right, if I'm waking up and I'm just like a little frustrated or just, you know, maybe I didn't get good sleep and I'm feeling real low energy, like I'm not going to go work on my business in that state. I'm not going to hop on and have calls with people on that state. I need to be very intentional about, all right, what state do I need to be in? I need to elevate my vibration to get myself aligned with what I'm creating. And then I go into decision-making processes and go into taking actions. But so many of us, we live in these lower vibrations. We live in just this kind of like, I'm all right. I'm okay. Like, no, I don't want to create okay and all right results. I want to create extraordinary results. And in order to do that, I need to take myself to an extraordinary state. And so there's multiple things that you can do there. I mean, Sometimes it can be just hopping on a phone call with somebody that's I'm very intentional about the people I surround myself with. And when it comes to man, any like big moment in my life or big decision in my life, like I have two people in my life that I, that I, I trust more than anything that I know when I go to them, it's not so much they're going to tell me what to do. They're just going to ask me the right questions to create the certainty that I need in myself to make the decision that I kind of already know I need to make. But one thing I do to condition my state is I go on state walks. And so in my opinion, you know, from my experience, there's four main states that we're all trying to be in at any given time, right? We're, we're trying to build confidence and certainty and courage in ourselves. We are wanting to be playful or joyful or just fun, happy. We want to be in a state of, of gratitude and appreciation, being in our inner wisdom. And then we want to 
be in unconditional love. And all of those states are vibrations that we can condition into ourselves. And so I'll go on a state walk. So let's say I want to be in like, maybe I really want to condition my confidence, right? My certainty in myself, right? Like just like I'm unstoppable, right? Like I'm unstoppable. I'll put, I'll choose music. I got different playlists for different vibrations and I'll listen to that music and I'll just go on a 20, 30 minute walk. And the whole time I'm walking, I'm listening to the music and I'm anchoring in the state and I'm just thinking thoughts in my mind that condition that. And I, and I hold that physiology, right? Because confidence and certainty has a physiology when you're walking forward. Or if I want to go into like a really loving state, you know, like whether it's love for myself or just people or just, just really just elevating my vibration around love and overcoming my fear of love, then I'll put that stuff on and just like really get into that loving state and like feel it in my heart and, and walk around and like look at people like through the eyes of love when I see them. So it's like whatever I want to be in. Playfulness, same thing, right? So I condition those states. So in the moments when I need them, right? And those moments when like maybe there's fear there when it's, hey, I'm about to walk into a room and I'll give you a perfect example. When I was, when I was first getting started with Mastermind, my first opportunity to speak to the audience, I came in and we were going live with this new launch at 11 a.m. And I was supposed to close it out. It's going to be my first time talking to the audience. There's 5,000 people on this uh on this virtual that we were doing. And I was supposed to close out the last 10 minutes. Well, we were, me and somebody else were at another event at, in LA and we were flying back that morning. And so we we're supposed to land at 9.30, which gave me plenty of time to get there and just be there at 11 and, and get everything ready to go. Well, we're, we're getting ready to take off at, at eight o'clock or 7.30. And then we get to the runway and the plane shuts off and they're like, we're going to be delayed. We don't know how long. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we got to go. Like I got to be there at 11, you know? And luckily enough, it starts back up. We, we, get, we end up getting back to Phoenix. We land at 1040. We, we go hauling ass out of the airport, like jump into a taxi. That's the first time I've been in a taxi in years because I'm so used to Uber and Lyft, but we didn't have time to wait for that. So we jump into the taxi. We get to the office at 1058. I walk in and I walk right into the, to the studio and Dean's like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm like doing the last 10 minutes. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to have you open instead. I'm like, I'm opening. He's like, yeah, you're going on in two minutes. You got it? I'm like, oh my God, right? Like I didn't have any time to think, you know? Like I had to instantly like, I'm like, all right. And so I had to like dish my backpack and it was just like, boom, get in the state, right? And I knew how to do that because I've done that hundreds of times. So I, I already, I, I did the work that was necessary to prepare me for the moments that were coming. And had I not known how to do it, how to do that, I would have freaked out. You know, I would have freaked out in that moment and just be like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I can do this. Like, no, that, that wasn't an option at that, at that stage. This was my shot. This was my opportunity. I had to be ready. And so conditioning that state. So when I need it, I knew how to step into it in a moment. And I was able to do that. And it was awesome. And I crushed it. And like, that was, that was like my, that was like my real audition was being in that set. And after that, it was like, all right, let's give Arvin the mic and let's see what he can do. It's it exhilarating. Tough. Oh man, it was it was exhilarating. Whoo, let's go. <laughs> I can I can feel it. You know, there's a I just got back from a one week intensive program and one of the biggest things um that I live by or operate by too is like soul. And it's like the plane needed to be delayed so you wouldn't have time to think so you can use that conditioning so you can step forward and it's just like trusting all of that. Yep. Just trusting in that moment that I was not meant to sit around this office for half an hour. Maybe it wouldn't have been opening. Maybe your energy coming in there with that like high, like getting there was just like, yeah, let's use that and ride with it. You're opening. And it's just really trusting in like your soul unfolds perfectly 
And then the rest is just you showing up, like you said, of practicing that state. Do you remember what your what your shift was? Was it just sort of like just jump in and go in that in those two minutes when you said like I knew how to shift my state? Yeah, for me it's like it's physiology and then voice, right? So it was just like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's do it. I'm ready, I'm ready, right? And I was instantly like take myself into like a really high vibration. I'm not gonna go deliver at that state, but I'm taking myself to a higher vibration that I need to be in so that I can slowly reside to the to the frequency I need to be at. Otherwise, right. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm still warming up when it's time to go on camera. And I just, I want to be right there, right where I need to be the moment that I need to be there. It's like acting, having a moment before, Absolutely. before they say action. It's just like have the moment before that, that scene would have had getting yeah. into it and like taking off from there. Do you feel like what you eat, and I know you're still really big on like nutrition and exercising. Do you think that plays a role in getting our physical physiology strong and energized i really find that shifting like our bio like our state and what we eat and what we listen to like what you said and feed ourselves contributes huge to making matching vibrationally those goals yes 100 percent. if you do not have your health dialed in don't even waste your time on trying to create growth in all these other areas because it's irrelevant you know, if, if you're, if your body can't sustain the journey in which you are embarking on, then it's all for nothing. You're only going to get so far. And especially if you're in this game of entrepreneurship, this, this game is a battlefield and you better be a gladiator ready to walk into this arena. If you have any chance of succeeding here, because the odds are stacked against you. Only 4% of people make it in this game long with longevity. And these numbers that you think you're going to hit, the, the $100,000 months or the million-dollar businesses, only 5% of businesses hit that million-dollar mark in, in annual revenue. Only 5%. So it means you've got to be able to outlast the other 95% of people. And you are not going to do that if your health is not dialed in. Because those disciplines that you apply to your life, or to your health, they also transfer into the disciplines that are required to create success in your business and in your relationships and in everything else in your life. Discipline creates freedom and freedom is what we're all after. So do you have like a structure of a day? Do you get that disciplined with yourself of like what your days look like? Yeah, I'm very routine around the way I eat for sure. And that took me years to get that dialed in. It took me years to get food dialed in. And now it's just at the, at the, at the place where like, I just know how food feels for me and I know what foods are good for me, which ones aren't. Interesting enough though, I did, UPW with Tony Robbins back in July. And he asked a question on there that just changed the whole way that I looked at how I train because I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years. Well, you know, I trained competitively in CrossFit for a while too. And it's an incredible amount of volume. And I mean, I really beat the hell out of my body. And now I'm starting to feel some of the effects of that. Like I did way more training than the normal person does. Right. Most people come in and do three or four times a week. I was training six days a week. I was doing two a day sessions and I was doing that for five years. And it was just a lot of volume. And so Tony asked him that at UPW, the question that he asked himself, which what what is it, what is it that I want out of my body? What do I want out of my body? And I'm like, what do I want out of my body? I want to be, I want longevity and I want to be able to perform at a high level for my entire life. And so then I had to look at is the way that I'm training supporting that. And I was like, no, because I'm still mm-hmm. doing CrossFit. I'm still kind of like 
addicted to that high, high intensity, which has its benefits. But at, at this stage of my training, it was doing more harm than good for me. And so I had to re readjust my whole training methodology and like my mentality and my mindset with it. And I had to change the way I, I trained and that was an uncomfortable adjustment, but being very clear of why I was doing it made it more enjoyable and made it more necessary for me to make those changes. And now it's, now it's a new habit. And now it's just what I do. I like that question of just what is what I'm doing for the long game as opposed to the short, because we do think short and then in, until life breaks down or until something happens and we realize, oh crap, I could have been paying more attention to this or not pushing so hard in this or not ignoring some signs too, I think is really big for people. It's like, what is that? The feather, the brick or the trucks? Like just start listening to our bodies before it kind of levels us out. But that's your personality though, to go like hard on something and to go all in with something and energizing. And I think that's what champions people when you work with them is getting, I have to share a video with you. I'll post a link that I just watched in this program coming back for it was this football player. He was crawling across the field. I don't know if you ever saw it with somebody on his back and the yeah. coach was, the coach just got into this like soulful champion energy and the guy did the whole football field. Yeah. That's how I think of you right now listening to you. Like <laughs> that person that just like believes in you and gets you to the other side and so you have a Facebook group that you just opened called Attract Your Abundance. What is that about? Attract Your Audience. Oh, Attract Your oh, Audience. Sorry. Attract Your Audience, yeah. Yeah, so I focus on conscious coaches. And when I talk conscious coaches, it's because a lot of my belief system is around energy and vibration and frequency and alignment and manifestation. And I, I adopted those beliefs. And when I did, it changed everything for me. It allowed me to really enjoy the process, to trust the process and not try to force everything all the time, like constantly trying to make things happen and instead like shifting that to as long as I focus on me and how I show up, I can trust that the things I'm after are going to show up along with that. And it really just kind of allowed me to be more in flow and again, not so forced. And so when I say attract your audience, it's, it's a, it's a blend of both. It's attraction. It's aligning yourself to the to the frequency in which the people in which you want to attract are in and becoming that that magnet right James Webmore I learned from him like the you're the lead lead magnet of your audience you're the leader that magnetizes your audience and you magnetize your people by the the frequency in which you choose to reside in which you're intentional about elevating yourself to and so by being able to vibrationally attract their audience while also having specific tactical strategies how do you, what are, what are the actual marketing strategies to create and launch a Facebook group, feed people into that Facebook group, facilitate it on a weekly basis so that you create raving fans that eventually convert into clients. And then I focus right now, my focus, my focal point is helping those coaches hit that first $10,000 a month. And I use that metric because one, if we're going to talk business, you have to talk about money and we need to have a healthy conversation around money because it's, the more money we make, the bigger impact we can create. And that's what we're really after. And if we can generate enough revenue in our businesses where money is no longer a stress, then we can have the, the healthy motivation and drivers for what we create. But as long as we're stressed about money, it, it pulls us away from what we're really wanting to be purposeful about. But that 10K month, when you can get that, there's just multiple layers there that have happened. There's the internal 
layers, you know, the energy, the confidence, the belief in yourself that you can actually do that. That means that there's skills that have been developed. You've sharpened the, the skill of being able to sell, being able to facilitate a community, being able to coach people. And it means that you have certain things dialed in on that business, right? You've, you've, built a platform to build a community. You've defined your methodology. You've defined what your irresistible offer is and and you've walked some people through that. And then when you hit that $10,000 month, like that to me, is just kind of like that tipping point energetically. Cause once you hit 10 K a month, now we can do it consistently and then we can scale from there. And then it becomes a, a love from coaching as opposed to need. I think once yeah. that shifts, even within you as a coach, it's just like, I'm doing this because I love it. And when it comes from need, that's when, you know, you like through crickets and it's like, what's not working and yep. getting into that energized space. So can anybody join this group? Conscious coaches that uh, are wanting to hit their first 10K a month can. Okay, great. Because <laughs> if you're I'll, not in there, it's, it's probably not going to benefit you. My focal point is getting people into action, as you know, right? right? So it's the program that I have in place will have like, this is what you do each week and get these specific things done. And then over the course of time, you're going to develop the necessary skills and create the, the momentum in your business that will create those kind of results. Well, there's nobody better than you than act- taking action and a coach to help you take action. And not only do you teach it, like you live it. You're actually a person that does it like every single day. And it got you on one of like the biggest stages. It's very mm-hmm. inspiring. Last question. If you could tell your younger self, and I want to say 20 or 30 year old self, something that you know now that you could have given him advice back then, what would it be? It would be to find the people that are playing a bigger game than you are and get around them as quickly as possible. Invest in your influences and invest in yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah. Can I say one last thing before we go? Of course. If there's one thing that has really allowed me to create the growth in my life, it would be that the implementation of of these two core fundamentals that I focus on. Because we talk about, most people at this stage know that if you want to create something extraordinary, yeah, you got to figure out what you want. You got to identify the person you need to be in order to make that happen. You got to create the strategy. You got to surround yourself with the right people. But there's two other skills that only you can develop. Nobody else can really help you do this. And it's all on you. And the first one is building a relationship with your intuition. And that comes through the practice of really quieting your mind and going internal. Because I believe that every answer that we seek is already within us. And if we can commit to the practice of being able to tap into that voice, to be able to ask ourselves a question and access that inner knowingness that already knows the answer, that will create clarity. And the second part of that equation is once you know what to do, mastering the courage within yourself to go and do it, to taking the action. Because almost every direction that your intuition will guide you in is going to be uncomfortable. Courage required to take it is, is what will create that extraordinary life for you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Extraordinary Living Podcast. For show notes for this episode and all past episodes, head over to JackieSenatori.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Until then... 
Take care and be well.